he was doing pull-ups on my fucking prostate. <laughs> um, here I am. I've always felt that way, I think, like an outsider. <laughs> I spend most of my time alone. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you as in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> like an outsider. disclaimer a warning to say that this episode is not like many of the other episodes there's not really a guest i do talk to scott for that for a minute but it's more of a rant or a a a, a floundering uh within my psyche just an ongoing internal dialogue made external for you i don't know who you are but somebody will enjoy it but some of you will not so if that does not appeal to you uh then move on move on to the next episode uh or the previous episode uh and those might appeal more to your sensibilities that's all i am getting up to mount storm which is a Cincinnati Park, maybe one a minor Cincinnati Park, but in the heart of a, an area called Gaslight Clifton, which is sort of a, it's a well-to-do area uh, in Cincinnati where maybe like professor types live, not like financier type people. How are you doing? That was a, that's nice. It's a nice day. I, of course, have my shirt off, uh, making my way up past this gazebo. Uh, That was a a couple, uh, a black couple on a Harley, which is always nice. That's a rare sight. Uh, I like when the color lines blur a little bit. Black couple on a Harley listening to uh, a radio station, perhaps, uh, entitled Quiet Storm. Uh, or something to that effect. I don't know that it was a radio station, but it was a nice, smooth R&B jazz fusion tune, which I think sets accurately what the vibe, what the mood should be of the day. I like the sound of birds in the background in the in the forests. Uh, in the trees here. This is a park that I come to uh, every now and then. I can walk here from my house. It's about maybe two miles or so, maybe a little bit over two miles, or maybe just two miles from my house. Uh, Sort of an uphill walk, though, which I enjoy. Get a little bit of uh, blood running through the through the legs and through the body. Get a little sun on my chest and on my shoulders, which is 
important. Uh-oh, it looks crowded. The parking lot's pretty full, which, of course, judging by this weather, it makes sense. The flag is almost erect, full of wind. Turgid flag and a constant breeze. Now, it's, it's not, it's, it's a little stuffy out, I'll be honest. Uh, but that's, you know, that's Cincinnati in the June. It's gonna be that. A lot of kids here playing on the, on the, uh, play, uh, the, on the swing set. Let's see if there's maybe an unaccompanied child that we could, uh, we could take for rearing purposes. Not rearing as in ramming the rear, but as in rearing as in raising. Um, you know, to be wonderful members of the community and worthwhile adults to give back to this land. I think I could rear that. I, I've, 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 I've had a, a, a difficult, maybe, you know, a, a trying couple of weeks. Just physical stuff, which has been a bit trying. Um, I, I'd had my colonoscopy the other day. That's when they, you know, put the things up and check you out your insides. And, you know, that, that kind of wears on your system, for me at least. You know, it's a day of taking all that chemical, uh, you know, those mus- um, Miralax and all these things that clean you out. So you have sort of a day of that. That's an, an intense day. Uh, you know, I, I relax through it and watch DVDs that I get out of the library. But, um, you know, that wears on you. And then you do the day, and they put you under a sedative. And I, I feel like I, I preferred the sedative they used last time. Last time they used something um, called propofol, propofol, something like that. That was the drug that Michael Jackson would use uh, to sleep every night, which is mind-boggling to me. But he would he would do that, and that's actually, I found that to be delightful. That was a delightful drug. This time, I don't know what they used exactly. I heard for a second, she said, turn over on your left side. Uh, and I did. Open the gown a bit, and I did. And then uh, she said, okay, don't mind me talking. I'm just talking for the computer to record what I'm saying. And she says something to the effect of Okay, now giving patient 20 cc's of femoral, 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 something. I feel like it was a pH, something or other. I don't know. Uh, And then things after that went black. And then when I woke up, I was like, oh, wait, why am I, I'm sleeping. Why am I sleeping? And my mom was there and the doctor was there talking to her or maybe it was the nurse I don't remember but that was uh, the next thing I recall 
But as it turns out, it's not as dire as I thought it was. As I thought I was going to require surgery within the week or so. And that was not the case. So that's good. Good. I mean, it's, it's, it's good. It's good news and it's bad news. It's good in terms of... Sorry, I'm just walking from people thinking I'm crazy speaking into this Mickey Mouse-eared device. That's the microphones on it. Look like Mickey Mouse ears. So, yeah, it's good. But then it leaves me like, okay, well, what's going on with me then and why? So then she ordered a, 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 a CAT scan to see what's going on in my upper, you know, my small intestines. Because they can't get up that high, I guess. Uh... Nor do I want them going up that high. That's invasive. But that, that, that leaves me like, well, what's going on? What happened a couple of weeks ago? Was, I just, was that just like food poisoning? You know, did I just have a bad oyster? I don't know. Uh, but it felt to me like a blockage, like things weren't getting down. I still feel uh, some problematic... Uh, situations down there in my gut. All right. Well, now I'm starting to think. Well, maybe you know that they get. So she ordered more medicine. All right. So you do, uh, up your dosage of your of the medicine that you're taking. Okay. All right. All right. What are they going to keep doing this? Like, you know, add add 800 milligrams every time I uh, have more problems. Like. Then what? Then like next thing you know, you're just you're taking a bunch of medication and you're like half chemical man. You know what I mean? And that le- that can only lead to one place, which is your cells acting funny and start getting mutated and perverted, and then you got cancer. So I don't want that. That's not the way I want to go out by any means. So that leads me to, to 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 wonder, well, maybe uh, this is endemic of of a spiritual issue in my life, as in you know the mind and body are so connected they're 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 synchronized they're they're a hundred percent linked you know you can't you can't really tease the two out uh, and especially. Uh, the mind and the gut. I mean, you know, a case could be made for, yeah, okay, so you break a bone, that's, you know, extremely physical, it's simple, you know, but something as complex as the gut, where there are, you know, thousands and thousands of species of, this is interesting, there's like these burnt mushrooms coming out of the ground, I guess burnt by the sun, I wonder what these are might just have to see for myself what sort of day I might have if I take a taste uh, which side of the rabbit hole I might head down no but but uh, there's so many species of, of bacteria good and bad you know that that uh, live in the gut so maybe you know I I, I need to start dealing with some other things in my life because look let me let me say this when i'm out 
Um, when I'm on tour, my gut is pretty good. Now, I eat pretty pretty strictly on tour, too. So, you know, a case could be made for that, for diet. But my But I'm still on this real serious strict diet called SCD all the time, even when I'm home. Now, I eat more when I'm home, maybe. You know, and that could have a, an impact. But, um, you know, not, it's not a lot. I'm not fat, you know. But, so I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm good on tour. I'm, I'm good when I'm working a lot. So, like, when I have my, my gamma um, waves or whatever that's called uh, of the brain, when, when, when I'm focused a lot... Uh, I tend to be good. My digestion is good, and I feel healthy. Um, so, so what is it then? You know, maybe it is uh, actually more of a spiritual issue. I mean, it's a physical thing too, but perhaps it's created or able to be cured by working on other other aspects of my life. Uh, I'm alone all the time when I'm home, you know, I, I don't see people that often. Uh, I mean, I, I do. Maybe most days or a lot of days I see people. But just for a little while, I spend most of my time alone, which, you know, is is, is by design, I, I suppose. But, you know, and, and, I, and I think it, it's, I, you know good in in some respects but maybe also it's not the way that that uh, humans are meant to be maybe that's something i need to work on i don't you know i have close friends here but i don't know i don't feel like it's the type of people that for the most part that i can just say hey what's going on let's let's kick it you know which you know maybe as you get older that's just not the way things are you know you have to make plans every people get you know married or in relationships and and uh, have kids and and uh you know time is is not the same as it was when you had you know a, a group of scrubby dudes that used to kick it every night drinking keystone lime or whatever uh not that i ever really had that but uh more so in that direction on the scale of nothing to that it was more of that than it is now so there's that just hanging around people I feel like I could do more you know do more yoga or meditation maybe every day do some form of yoga or meditation exercise you know helps me feel good and I think that's even a physical thing too with the metabolism you know making everything work Uh, and then there's the work aspect I have a clogged up work life so if you want to, you know, say that, that that I feel like I have a blockage in my gut, well, maybe I have a blockage in my work life, you know, blockage in my love life, perhaps. Um, and these are things to work on. Keep the energy flowing through the body, not only the body, but the soul. And, uh, and outside, into the external... In car, where are you? Okay, I'm going to meet up with Scott Fredette. Maybe we'll talk to him for a minute. How's that sound?
vaguely see a pinata. I think there's a pinata that's been knocked off a tree, been felled. Okay, so Skipper's coming to meet me up here. We'll check in with him. He's great for these kind of conversations. I hate to say it, but I've spoke to him on the podcast before when I was feeling a bit unsure. Now, that was a bit more of a depression. I feel like like a winter depression or something. This is not that. You know, I feel hopeful. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I have so much. I mean, it's weird because there is a great community here. I just always feel like I feel external to it. And then that's just maybe, maybe that's just my nature, you know? Um, And I need to work on how I relate to people or something like that. But I've always felt that way, I think, like an outsider. (sighs) So I I think, you know, and also the work thing. I I gotta get, I gotta figure that out. Spend my life trying to figure that out. But I need, I need a place. I need, I need to get my room set up. And this is all excuses, of course, but I need to get that thing set up so that I can just jump in there and, uh, and just, you know, just work on something without thinking twice, you know. Uh, but I, I've got pages and pages and pages of lyrics that I've been writing. Um, they're just they're flowing out of me. It's not even a thing anymore. And I, I'm not saying they're all brilliant you know, or, or, or timeless, or whatever, but, uh, they're there, my ability to do it is there, I think that it's just a matter of really getting my flow, if I got my flow going, I'm sure, um, my physical body would, would follow, but it is, there's a cycle, it's hard to get into that when you're kind of down and low physically I do have some good chill time with my people's planned coming up I have I'm officiating the wedding of some friends so I've become a uh, you know a, a minister of the universal church of life uh, or something like that and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, officiate the wedding which I have no idea what I'm supposed to say But I guess I'm going to meet with them and see what they want. And I guess I'll probably write a little something for it or something. I don't know. But they're good friends. And, uh, you know, I want to to, uh, do that because they asked me. But we're spending an extra three, three, four days there or something like that uh, in Venice Beach. And that's only in uh, less than two weeks, I think pretty soon happening pretty soon so that's gonna be great be on the beach get recharged hang with my family and friends maybe grill out that'll be a good time for sure I I actually long for these trips I I, want to set up more solo shows so that I can travel around more and do that I just enjoy that I enjoy it I feel like purposed you know, when I'm running around with uh, with a job to do, you know? good. It's good for a man. It really is. It's a, it's a weird, tough life that I've set up for myself in one way. In another way, it's wonderful. You know what I mean? I, mean, I think about 
people that work in factories, maybe some of you work in factories or, or, or uh, hauling sand, you know, from one beach to another uh, or to a water park uh, from another beach. I mean, there's, there's a glory to that. There's something, you know, nice about it, 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 that sucks and it's monotonous. But when you're done with the day's work, you're done with the day's work. You sweat it out. It's brutal. You do it, though, and you get your paycheck. And then you go home, and you that's it. You have time off. You're like, you, you sit in front of your TV, and you watch your movies or whatever. No guilt whatsoever. And I'm, always, I'm speaking to, to that as a positive and what I do as a negative because I'm coming at it uh, from that angle. But I could easily, you know, flip to the other side of... of really liking what I do. Now, I do, do like what I do. But but there, there's also so many days where there's no guidance or no, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Um, you know, I know I need to work on stuff. I know I need to finish things. But it's it's hard to uh, to know how to do that, if that makes sense. Uh, so there's no there's no time off exactly. Like, you know, even when you're not playing a gig, you always have this sense of, I got to do this something then, and everybody's waiting on you. Um, but there's no boss, and there's no one to tell you when to do something. That sounds like a cream dream to most of you, I'm sure. But psychologically, uh, it, it starts to feel heavy. Uh, because, you know, the world is waiting on something to emerge from your emotional construction, something to emerge from your soul, you know. And that's a, that's a weight, you know, not only the world, but people, other people that make money off of it. And that, that can be, that's a weighty thing to deal with all the time and then not having a schedule you know the tours you know the 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 why tours can be like kind of boggy psychologically just because there's so much stuff and so many people and so many logistics that i don't even deal with um you know because it, with why there's a tour manager manager business manager etc the whole nine yards so for me, you know, at that point, I just become a singer. So that's good. That's good. So the tour, the tours are, are are cool. The tours are cool. It's you know sometimes it's late nights and early mornings, um, but what's not that way, you know? Um, and the solo tours are uh, an absolute pleasure. There's a very relaxed nature to it. But sometimes. I do wish I had something a little more solid. And, I, and I'm not saying factory job. I'm not saying hauling sand. But maybe something within the arts that's a little more regimented uh, or a little more uh, quantifiable. Sometimes I long for that. Other times I feel like, well, I'm more than happy to have this absolute freedom to do whatever the hell I want. 
But there's there's always there's another thing that I didn't mention is there's the fear of failure. There's the fear of doing something and people being like, nah, I don't like that. I don't want to hear that anymore. And I never had that before because in the beginning there was no expectation. There were there were no, you know, it was just like, I'm just doing this, and if anyone likes it, then that's a bonus. But at this point, it's become not only my only means of finance. Um, now, some of the other guys in the band have gotten jobs. You know, they teach lessons, wait tables, uh, do construction stuff, et cetera, that kind of thing on the side. Um, so they have that they can fall back on. But, again, it, it is my... It's the suck from my soul that everyone's waiting on to move forward. At least with that band and, and with, you know, whatever else I do that I write. Uh, so that, again, that's, that's, so that's my penance, you know. But yeah, but the, I didn't have that fear of failure in the beginning. It just, it didn't, it didn't matter. It was, it was just like, I'm going to do you know, my thing, whatever I do that comes to me and, and uh, if people like it, they like it. Now, there is this feeling of, like, I. it's not only my finances are wrapped up in it, but it's also my ego or, or my uh, identity is wrapped up in it. What do you do with that? I got to disconnect that, I suppose. That's what some would say. Any spiritual person would say that. That I had to disconnect myself from that. And do it from a place of purity. And I like that. When I talk to, to guys that, that uh, still maintain that purity, you know, within what, they, what they're doing artistically, it's just uh, it's such a cool thing. I got to get back to that. Um... And 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 the, I do get back to that. Every time I work, I get back to that. There's no way, for me at least, to work within the ego and within the identity of who I am or something like that or who I think I am. When I get to it, I do get to it. Now, where the hell is Skipper? He said he was in his car. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Good. Enjoying the sunset. Oh, my goodness. Very much, very much. Oh, that was great. That was fantastic. I'm looking at a robin. And it just was walking, stood still for a minute, took a shit, walked another five paces, bent over, picked up a worm with its beak, ate it. No, There was no thought about any of it. It was just so innate. And that's, you know, I think that's really the, the problem with what's going on, is that everything is not just impulse like that as it should be within my life there's too much thought surrounding everything there's too much concern and I'm, I'm not actively worrying I'm not actively depressed but there but there is uncertainty that I battle with and I think it's best to to leave that uncertainty to uh God right let go and let God whatever you want to call it just let it all you know let it let it be let it be and just uh, be an active participant in uh, what's going on in the present here. How's it going? Skip. 
How's life? How you doing? It's not that great. No? no What's no, going it's on? It's not that great right now. What's going on? I had a bad day. How so? <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. People proceeded to just fuck me. Did you work today? Uh, I had to work. So... What were you, what were you doing? A commercial I'm shooting, again? I'm shooting for Usher on Monday. And... Prepping for that? Well... I had to book somebody but the guy who I did a full casting of people girls models uh-huh. and the guy cast the guy who gave me the one that they picked he, I called her I was like I want to book this girl and she, he's like oh my god she's not available I'm like, what are you talking wait, about? Wait, wait, you you picked a girl? We we picked a girl. The yeah. Usher picked a girl. Usher picked a girl. He actually looked. He actually. Who knows? Yeah. His people. His people picked a girl. Told us they wanted this one girl, and she wasn't. She was booked. Yeah. She's on a, something else. Cincinnati girl. Uh, I don't know where she's from. Well, what's she doing in the video? I shoot her lips. Just Sed- her lips. Seductive lips. Yeah. Seductive lips. Okay. And uh, she wasn't available. Oh. That's an old. That's you've done that many times. <laughs> I haven't done shit. So that sucks, man. It's really well. There's. I mean, I, oh, one there's of the, other people. One of the other girls. Look, I've got seductive <laughs> lips. I'd be glad. I'd be glad to. Uh, Come on, dude. Get out of my face. No, but but uh, but you know what I'm saying. They want somebody, and then they say you. Then we were like, oh, she's not available. You, right. You don't do that. That doesn't ever happen. So who who said she's unavailable? Her modeling agency. Her agency, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why would she thank try? You, why would she try out for it if she's unavailable? Yeah. There you go, bro. Yeah. Anyway, so I had to fix that. And well, how did you it fix it? Fun. Uh, I had to go and be like, she's not available. Sorry. You had to tell Usher's people that. Yeah. And they were cool about it. Yeah. It's fine. But still. And then. Uh, uh, you know, I'm working on that house. Yeah. And I have a guy doing some of that foundation work that needs to be done. And, uh-huh. Uh, he came to my house. With that, he came to the, the house he's working on this morning. Didn't tell me he was starting today. He's supposed to start on Tuesday or uh, Wednesday. Decided that since it's decided, a nice day, no, he, he decided, might as well. He, he showed up. Didn't tell me. Yeah. And then... Called me up and said, hey, man, I'm here. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do about that? Right. I didn't know you were coming. Drop everything, come over. I wasn't, I was up in, I was up north. And uh, Work, so, Working on the Usher thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I get, I, so he's like, we don't have electric. And I'm like, all right, I'll be down as soon as I can. And I drive down or whatever. But then he calls me a minute later. He's like, don't worry about it. I just opened up the, I went on the roof and opened up the window. And I'm like, I'm sorry, What? He's like, yeah, we're just going to go inside and do it that way. I'm like, dude, there's an alarm on. Yeah. You so, fuck. So the alarm. So he's like, no, it is, it's fine. It's fine. And then it goes. And I'm like, great. Thank you, dude. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, first off, why are you in my house right. at all? Right. So, so then, uh, I ended up, uh, you know, the, I had to call the cops and tell them not to come. Or call my thing, and actually they called me. They're like, "We have somebody intruding. We are going to head it down there now." Right? Like, no, it's the foundation guy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know. I just something's going on. Some some energy is weird because the guy I was working with 
today was in a super funk. Yeah. Like he was like full on, just like, just, I don't know. It just, I, I'm sure I didn't help it. But I was working with the guy, there's another dude I was working with. And uh, he was in a bad mood. Well, let's lighten that up, man. Let's let's get this. What are we gonna do? Can we do that? What are we gonna do? We're here. We're out in the beautiful sunshine. <laughs> no shirt on. I got no shirt on. I suggest you do the same. And uh, you know, let's let's lighten it up, man. Let's soak up some sun. Let's soak up some sun. That's gonna help. Seriously, what are you doing? What, what's happening? And did you just walk up here? I just walked up here. Yeah. For fun. For fun. Why, why else would I do that? Yeah. Right. I just need to get out, man. I'm like uh, cooped up in the house. You know, I had the fucking Lincoln. I had the colonoscopy. Oh, how was that? Two days ago, and and uh, how was it was that? Great. No, seriously, how was it? it you know, it, it was what it was, man. Did it hurt. It, it, it did not hurt. Did no. they put you out? Don't they? They put, put you, out? you way out. Fuck! I want to see Yoni way go out. out. I want to see Yoni go away. Oh. <laughs> did they like count to ten and by like point five you're gone? No, I wasn't even like that. It was like. It's, it's she weird. Didn't, she it, didn't though? even say. She was just Isn't like. Isn't it weird? Isn't it was it weird very to weird. Go down? It was done very it. weird. I've done it. She was. She was like, okay, I'm gonna be talking into the computer. Bye bye. Yeah. It, she was just like, okay, entering 20 cc's of fem. And that's it. That's all I remember. <laughs> but do you do you recall it as being when I went? I've done had two where I've gone and where they've taken me out. Is that literally? It, you, it's it's though you're in that rug, like in Train Spotting, when you know where yeah. you're laying down on the rug and you just fall into it, and yeah. just like almost beneath the floor. That's that's what it felt like to me. I, I thought it was like almost weird. It's like I just it's like bye bye. Different drugs. I I feel like the different ones have different effects. This one I did not. I did not love the effects of this one. Like it, what do you mean afterwards? After yeah, and even now I'm still just coming out of. Like the you know when people talk about doing Molly or whatever like you yeah. haven't done that have you no or have you done ecstasy a couple of times yeah a bunch of times and people actually. talk about when you do that and you have like the day after you're like super depressed or whatever yeah I was I was like I I, I went and like read a book the night after I did yeah. ecstasy it was like, <laughs> like that I was so t- I was just like I gotta go be alone it was like that where I felt like yesterday I felt like that and it fu- it fucked up my digestion like when you do downers. Like, you're, you get constipated and shit. I do, at least. So, you know, I mean, I already had issues with that that there, but um, it, I felt like, I feel like it was exacerbated. And then, um, just, just you know, today I'm still sort of climbing out of that when funk. When did you have it? Two days ago. And what, oh, did they look at that area? Yes, What's and the they deal? said I did not need surgery right now. They said, I mean, it was a different doctor, but How long but this colonoscopy take just like I think like a half hour or something like that. But you're out for a couple hours, maybe. Fuck. Yeah. So um, th- this they they said I they said it looks the same as when it did as it did two years ago. Did you get photo video of it. Photos. I, or I don't have video. I should have asked for asked. it. Um, or had someone there to film the whole thing. I'd like to see Yoni's cold. You want to see someone go up? My no, I, I just, I mean, it would be interesting to, like, yeah. you know, see what they do. Well, next time I'll invite you along and you can film it. I had a, um, they scoped into my kidneys, so they went up my dick. Oh, my God. And I thought it was going to be the That's worst way thing. way more painful. No, it wasn't painful at all. Did they put you out? No, I was sitting there like, like fucking spread eagle. 
as they go up my dick and and like the only sensation never, I no one feel. should ever say the statement up my dick <laughs> that's what i say i was like this is going to be awful because that was preceded you know preceded by you know the the um two fingers up the ass was uh, it to, prostate, to prostate. yeah there was okay. they were they were worried about my prostate it was whatever i don't know what the hell was going on and uh they were they were like we don't know what's ha- what's going on we don't know why it's it's this way so we're gonna go take a look I was like, this is after the fucking, uh, the doctor the did a fucking, I mean, he was doing pull-ups on my fucking prostate. <laughs> and, and that, for whatever reason, you know, the, the full on the face, squeezing it, like yeah. his, his more than two fingers, by the way, this guy was doing a, he was doing a fucking, it was like he was working on one of those, like, Cush squeezy balls, balls you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And he was, uh, he was, I was screaming into my arm. Yeah. That's how bad it you was. Didn't have an, you didn't have a prostate orgasm? No, it wasn't pleasant at all. And I've had the I've had the massage of the prostate have before. You? Yeah, with the woman, a woman, you mean? Well, sort of. It was uh, it was sort of like that. And and, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I was like, okay, I understand what's going on. I get it, and that's not bad. But this was the worst ex- fucking experience. And I had had kidney stones years ago. And yeah, I was. I always said that was the worst that's, thing ever. I've heard that's this very is, painful. This is up there. Yeah. Because I mean, the guy was doing pull-ups, like chin-ups. But how did he? Thing. He was checking for for he was, he, he had abnormalities. He, was he had to it? fucking. He had to juice it. Basically, he would squeeze it, and then a tip of like semen would come out on my semen? tip of. It would come out of my dick, and he would. He took a little like culture sample of it, took it off to to me, and he didn't tell me what he was doing. And I was like, I was like, I turned around after he did. I was like, dude, you didn't tell me you were doing that. Yeah. And he's like, if I would have told you what I was doing, you would not have let me do it. Oh my god. And I'm like, well, you're you suck. Was this? It was semen. It was uh, it was or semen, like, I guess. Whatever Be- fluid. It was a fluid that comes from the prostate, but I mean, it's part yeah. of the ejaculate. Right. And uh, they um. And they te- like, what were they testing for? They were. They, they don't know. They don't know anything. They don't know. They didn't know. No. What was it? It would just. It hurt. It just hurt to pee. Yeah, I see. So I didn't and you know. didn't have the clap or whatever. I didn't have any anything, yeah. it, you know. And they did all the sex diseases before they went up to do the pull-ups. Yeah. And I was fine for all of that stuff. And then they... Then, so anyway, I get the, the you know, that he's done with the prostate. He comes in, he's like, you have an enlarged prostate. And we don't know why. Um, but it's a bad infection and it sucks. It had like, it it had an infection to it. Yeah. He's like, it's infected from that little culture that they did. And it is one of the hardest things to get rid of. So we're going to put you on Cipro for six weeks. So that's what they what did. What is that? Cipro? That, Cipro like is that shit that I take to Africa. Antibacterial well, thing? Well, it's, it's t- the shit I take to back to uh, Africa when I, you know, or to, you know, any sort of third world country where they're thinking that I'm going to, you know, where you get Malaria. like diarrhea or something. Yeah. No, it's like if you have a stomach problem, it gets rid of it immediately. Right. But they put me on fucking Cipro for six weeks, dude. And sick. I, that's, I, that's, I came back. After six weeks of taking this shit, and this is something you should, you should take a sipper for like five days at the most. I came back after six weeks where they said, come back after six weeks, and I, the guy did the pull up again, and he's like, fuck this thing, this, it's still, it's still a problem. So that's when they were like, we're taking you over right now, after he did the pull ups, 
on my prostate, they they came. They are like, we're gonna go scope it now, and I'm like, great, this is a, this is fun. Thank you. That's when they put the thing up your they penis. Put the, they put the thing up my dick at that point, and it was interesting because you're you know, it's a full procedure. I don't know if they did anything to sort of numb anything. I think they must. They must have done local anesthesia. Something. At least. Yeah, something. But on my my dick. Anyway, so they. They immediately, they, they take this thing and they showed it to me and it was like, it looked like, I was like, how is that going to fit up there? So it was apparently, it was just a camera that's on like sort of fiber optic or something. But what they do is, I don't know, I didn't even watch. But it's tons, it's tons of, it's tons of like water. It's like water shooting up your dick too. So, so, it, so it goes the, so, up my, so the, it goes up my urethra. And it wasn't painful. I was like waiting for it to be awful. It was it was mildly uncomfortable. Like something was probing up there. That's what it felt like. But it didn't feel like anything. It was a dream come true compared to the pull-ups. Yeah. And I get to so so wait. The water's there to, to wash I'm not off sure the what the deal. I have no idea why the water. No, it's not. It's there to like. I don't know why it's there, but it's really wet. Mm-hmm. It's a wet and wild ride, for real. Maybe it's lubrication. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But so they shoot the thing up, and they're like, "While we're at it, we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna go past your, past your prostate to your kidneys to see if you have some sort of kidney disease." So they they looked at the pro, they passed, they looked at the prostate, which was easy, I guess, for them, and they were like, "Oh, it's 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 enlarged, it's big." Right, and I'm just and and it's I, I don't know it, does, it looks fine it doesn't look like there's I don't know what you would think was up there maybe they thought it was cancer or something but then they were like so we're gonna go up to the kidneys so we went up they went up to the kidneys and that was like that was a journey that's a far that's a, well it's just like it's a different journey and that was like I started feeling probing and stuff so they looked at both of my kidneys they went up like routes I guess and uh, my everything was cool so what ended up happening. Nothing. They were like, we don't know what to do with this. You're going to have to just sort of like let this follow its course. So I was kind of sick of these people at the time. They weren't, they didn't have a very good bedside manner. They actually had a, they were really gruff. I find very rarely do, do medical people have a good bedside manner, which I find to be so important. Interesting because I hear the opposite when it comes to nurses. And, and mostly my doctors were that the prostate guy who was a urologist. He was not really that pleasant, just, but whatever. I decide like, fuck, I got it. I still have the same pro- problem. Yeah. So my friend had just gotten uh, out of uh, some some uh, kidney issues, and he's like, go see my doctor. And I went and I saw him, and uh, he was a joy. Breath of fresh air. Breath of fresh air. He he went up. He he uh, milked it, but it wasn't like. Milk like wasn't like the other dude. It was tender. It, it was, was great. tender milk. It was great, and and he didn't even even milk it. He all he did was he just did the two finger thing, t- pressed on it a little bit, which wasn't good feeling, but it wasn't bad. And he and he's like, dude, you have an you have an enlarged prostate. A lot of men do. It gets bigger as you grow older, and it's just something you can deal with. Don't worry about it. Bye. Does it hurt still no, when you pee no, or anything? Uh, no. The only time that I'm that I get messed with it, I get fucked up with it, is if I, um, if I don't drink water. Okay. If I become dehydrated, it's like it swells up. And it hurts. And no. Well, it hurts. It feels like you have to pee. I feel like a sixty-year-old man. I see. And I, uh, 
so it feels like you have to go pee like really badly to the point where you're running to the fucking toilet and then when you get there nothing comes out I see so I keep super hydrated I mean I drink a shitload of water and plus after I got kidney stones I got I, I, I don't I'm not, I don't have a predilection towards kidney stones but I I just got it one time because I was on this shoot that was super stressful and I just I just fucking I was I needed to I just didn't drink water and I got kidney stones and after I was like that's that's pain that is the fucking crazy pain and I was like I'm not getting that again so I drink like I drink more water than most people yeah and that that usually does it yeah just I had them in high school it's a combination of depending on how bad it is it's a combination of getting kicked in the balls and having to like having the worst shitting pains before you shit right probably crumbs somewhere in between those but it mean but no but it's combination yeah so okay, it's not just okay. one or the other it's yeah. like built the worst pain cramps I mean, you're, from both you both were, sides you were literally you're sweating profusely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know if that happens to you when Sometimes, you're in like yeah. your stomach issues and stuff but yeah yeah i mean you're just full on hey. good times right i don't need that shit but something's up with today. I don't know what's going on, man. I, you know, people say, you know, people are making laugh at the whole Mercury retrograde well, thing let's and get, all let's, that. We're gonna, let's gonna, we're gonna beat it. How? We're gonna okay. beat it, buddy. I'm already, I already beat it. I beat it by Good. like, by just. Let's have a day. We're gonna walk around a little bit, have a time at the park, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get through this and go and get into <laughs> get into positivity. All right. I'm always say bye to these people. Who's these people? Podcast people. Oh come on. Okay, I hope that appealed to some of you uh, and that uh, you took something away from that. If you did, let me know. Okay, the Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com at Yoni Wolf on Twitter. See me. Come and say me. Say hello. Uh, give me your reflections upon things. I do appreciate that to know someone is out there, that uh, this thing is echoing around in someone's brain. Is, uh, is a good thought to me or to anyone who's doing anything out in the open in the world. So, all right. Take care, you guys. And uh, I'm sorry that was a bit of a weird one, different one. If that didn't, you know, if that wasn't something you were into, sometimes it has to be that way. It was a reflection of my life uh, for, for this week, which has been mostly alone. keep it real keep it honest i'm not on tour right now i'm not running around uh in in uh, uh, cultural circles p- parisian uh salon scenes things like that i'm just uh on my own uh, took a little walk around hang with my buddy scott for a minute so this says this realism right cool all right have a good week we'll see you next week with another interview i think and and uh Keep keep wandering.